Welcome to the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight Podcast, the show that takes a deep dive into local businesses and the individuals that run our community. To guide you along the way, here's your host, Jacob Bittner. Yeah, welcome. Welcome into another episode. I feel like I'm a I'm a man at work today because I'm here. This is the by far the busiest uh, day, busiest week of podcast recording I've had. These will get kind of spread out over throughout the month of July, but I think I'm recording most of July's content this week. I've got like an unbelievable amount of episodes stacked in here. I just got done this morning talking with uh, the people from uh, Affordable Solutions about some computer repair stuff and then the conversation I had just got done with with Christine was really, really interesting about Soapy Puppies and Fergus Pride and Saga Youth and all of those interesting topics that um, are that are going to interest our community. And I'm excited for this episode because I got another musician on. You just heard the Blue Red Roses intro. Those guys represent our community well. But I'm excited to hear. I'm talking with Nick Gano. Hello. Yeah, about um about uh winter sloths. So, yes. Nick and I went to high school together. Absolutely. And uh man, it's nice to see you. It's nice to have you in. You're a listener of, of the show. Yeah, for sure. I <laughs> I love what you're doing for our for our town. It's uh it's been really cool to be a part of the growth that we've had over these last couple of years. And yeah. it's cool that you're you're highlighting it. It deserves to be highlighted. Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate I appreciate having having some dedicated listeners. And then I always love when those people come in and, and get their chance to be on the show. That yeah. those are the those are the most I'm excited. Uh, yeah. So we are not drinking Stumbinos this evening. Yeah. Um but too we, late for coffee. Too late for coffee. It's perfect time of night to have some beer unofficial sponsor not a sponsor of the show but we are drinking some outstate beer you've got the yes, common absolutely. cream ale you're about ready to open up absolutely I, I promised off mic that i would open on the mic for our so our get listeners it up there could close. enjoy this get it up there close there we Ooh, go that was so, for people who enjoy that so i had a i had an edge catcher during the last episode so i'm definitely feeling the edge catcher and then i'm working on this pond hockey porter which is one of my favorite, just nice, that peanut, I, I, you know, I interviewed now Stead Chocolate, but uh, yesterday I sat down with the interview with them, and this is featuring that uh, formerly TC Chocolate, um, and it's just that chocolate peanut butter porter. It is so, so good. So get on into Outstate and uh, enjoy some of these beers in the tap room there. That sounds incredible. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to beat the smoothness of yep. a cream ale, and, and Outstate nails it. With you, might, uh, you might see me in there pouring some beers from time to time. Uh, if, if so, let's have a little conversation about life over a beer. I'd really appreciate that. But the official sponsors of the show here, Swan Lake Resort and Campground, Elevate, Victor Lundin's Hotel 8, Fresh and Fancy. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, and as a, we'll get some contact info at the end. If you guys want to, be, if anyone out there is listening and wants to become a sponsor, I'm always looking for more support here in that as well. But uh, Nick, let's get into your story, man. Let's hear Absolutely. about it. Let's hear about, um, I don't want to just like assume the people know you as well as I know you from <laughs> growing up. And right. I didn't, we weren't super good friends in high school. I mean, we were, in the same oh. class, we were kind of yeah. associates. But right. tell tell me a little bit about your growing up life, where you were from, where where and when you were born. Yeah, all of that course. stuff. Yeah, so um, 
I was actually born in Rockford, Illinois, um, and uh, we moved to Fergus so early in my life, I really don't have any memory of what Rockford was like. So I want to say maybe 92, 93. Um, we moved up. Uh, my dad uh, got a job in the Kmart pharmacy, RIP Kmart. Um, <laughs> and my mom was at uh, Lake Region. So I uh, went through Fergus, um, same as you, 08, um, which is where I was really encouraged in my, where, where sort of my love of music came from in the first place. Uh, shout out to the instrumental music department uh, here at Fergus Public They've Schools. They've got a good one, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so from there it was, Concordia what did you, what did you play? What, what kind of music were you playing then in band? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was, I was living the band kid life pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty hard there. Um, so I was a saxophone player. So I was really into the, the jazz um, and a lot of the uh, classical band pieces. Um, I was involved with marching band, pep band, jazz band, all that. Gotcha. Um, so really wide range. Uh, that's also where I played in my first sort of garage band. I got my taste for that. Um, I don't know if you remember, but we we had sort of a, I guess I'd call it the golden era of garage bands. It there. really, I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. it really was. I don't know what the kids are doing these days, yeah. but we had what I, the one I remember was like stand down. We had mm -hmm. some other names, yeah. but, but it was like the armory days of just oh, like the armory days rocking so out awesome. the armory. Yeah. Yeah. We could do, <laughs> yeah. we like literally uh, organizations could reach out to our school and be like, Hey, could we get all of these garage bands and we could like have a fundraiser event at the center for the arts or whatever. And we could do like a three hour show. Gotcha. Cause we so, had so, so many by people. The way, I don't know if with. I mentioned it. We are talking winter sloths today and, yes. and it was supposed to be you and Todd Biederman Correct. in today mm -hmm. who are the, the kind of the main members of this band. That's right. Todd is going to be, on the hot seat to get in here. He's going to, yes. it's going to have to happen eventually. I'd love to get him and Amanda in together to talk about, I know they've got a carpentry business that they do and he's very, very involved in music. His name yes. has come up in this episode. Uh, in the interview I did with Darren Quam, we mm -hmm. talked about him, uh, those two a little bit with their band confusion and all that. So Todd, I know you're going to be listening to this. You got to come in and and have your turn here, have your run at this. People want to hear your story. I really want to hear Todd's story a lot, but I'm kind of excited I get to kind of just focus on you and you get to yeah. tell the uh, winter sloth story here. Yes, I will. So, Todd's awesome. That's going to be a great episode. Absolutely, absolutely. But so kind of um, talk then a little bit about that garage band. What was the name of your garage band? Yeah, so um, we went through a lot of phases like you do. Um you know, I think the first band I played in, we had like a bajillion names, so I couldn't even tell you. Shout out to Bill Vasfar and Theo TD, my buddies. Those uh, were the members. Those okay. were the guys. Awesome. Yep. Uh, sort of got me on the path there, um, you know, playing Blink-182 in Bill's Garage, <laughs> having a good time. Um, the one that really kind of stuck was called A Forgotten Name. Um, I played in that with uh, Josh Wrighton and Joel Money. If you remember those guys, they were in our graduating class as well. Um, and we uh, we played sort of near the end of high school into college a little bit, even too, um, where we had we had a really cool scene here in town. You mentioned the Armory shows. Um, we did a lot at what is now Gunpowder, right? It was the spot back yeah, then. Yeah, that's right. They had that's that really right. awesome spot. Um in the back where they let us 
play for free, which was awesome. And, um, you know, especially back then, less so now, but there wasn't a whole lot for other kids to do other than come to these shows. So we always had these really spectacular crowds um, who would come to listen to us and really uh, elevated our performances that way and sort of really made it stick as something really incredible for me Back to before, continue to do. Man, our culture is wrecked by social media right now. Mm. People don't get out and enjoy live music the way they used yeah. to. Um, people are like, oh, I'm too busy. I'm too mm-hmm. busy. Well, take a look at your screen time. Yeah. Take a look at your screen time and then tell me you're too busy to go enjoy <laughs> yeah. life and then go go mm-hmm. do things. You know? that, that but, was Yeah, that was sort of the really big thing we noticed um, performing before COVID and after COVID. I think, um, you know, screen time was sort of a thing before COVID, but really that was sort of where it really punched live music in the face. We got really used to not going out for those things. And I think we're still coming off of that a little bit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you're playing in playing some jam bands. Um, Just talk about a little bit more about growing up in Fergus high school, some jobs you had. I was getting people's first, first, first taste into the workforce. My absolutely very first job was at the Taco John's on North union. Um, It's one of the best. I think it's the best Taco John's in the nation. I believe they do. I think so. I know they say like when you have a job at a place like that, when you're young, it's tough to go back and like eat food there because you were like around it so much. I still go there all the time. So like, yeah, I think that speaks to how great our, our particular spot is. Absolutely. Um, and then um, I also, sh- uh, I was a swimmer when I was in school. So I was also a lifeguard at the YMCA and I did uh, the electronic section at Target. Okay. RIP Target. Absolutely. So, and then where did you end up going to college? Um, my undergraduate degree is from Concordia College. Okay. Um, I for music did for you go, music. You yes, went to yes, yes. For music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, music education. Okay. Um, I spent four years through there. Um, got my teaching degree. That was really incredible. Um, I did play in that garage band for a bit that I mentioned earlier. A forgotten name for the first couple of years, and then that sort of went away for a while. Um, the I guess classically trained musician path at Concordia was pretty intense. So it's kind of hard to uh, keep that going uh, during that time. So that was something I really missed. Um, so what instruments then were you playing when you were younger? Like you mentioned in band, you had your like your band instruments and then you mm-hmm. play guitar now or bass? Yeah. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Um, so bass is what I play in the winter sloths. Okay. Um, that's sort of what um, I'm moving forward with now. I also played, I played some drums back in, in those early days too, in those early bands. Gotcha. So they're sort of my big two. And when I started in the winter slots, I actually played keyboards. Um, and even for those first couple of gigs, I even had a couple of songs on saxophone and flute. So I, I still got to use some of those skills. Um, the bass spot opened up for us. So I moved over uh, to fill that. So I don't really get a chance to, to, touch on that other stuff anymore. Okay. But, All right. Well, yeah. we'll get into winter sloths a little bit and how you guys kind of got together and came sure. to be, but talk a little bit about graduating college then and where your life went in between college. And now, um, you're a band director over at West central area high schools. Is correct. that correct? Yes, okay. yes, yes. All right, cool. So I would kind of want to talk about that in between period and what you were doing with life mm-hmm. in between college. And then now this, um, awesome gig that you are in, in West central. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Concordia graduated in 2012 and then that first year after that, 
uh, I moved out to Williston, North Dakota. Um, that was my very first teaching gig. Um, I was doing mostly choir, actually, which was a really interesting bit. I had been singing this whole time, but it wasn't really like a focus of mine. So it was really interesting uh, to take on that challenge. I had uh, mostly choir and some beginning band. Um, 2012, 2013, that was about the height of the craziness of all the oil boom stuff that was going on okay. out there. Um, so I wasn't really making enough money to get to live out there for a long time. Um, so I came back to Minnesota after that, uh, Aiken, Minnesota for a couple of years doing elementary school band and music. Um, then Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Man, talk about what it's like teaching you, by the way, don't yeah. be afraid to sip on that common cream. Oh, I will. I, I find that often in these episodes, I'm the one drink when when there's beer involved. I don't want you to feel alone. I'm yeah. the one drinking because everyone because the 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 guest is talking so yeah. much. So I'm just like sitting here drinking, yeah, listening man. to you guys talk. Yeah. But don't yes. be afraid to. So, so tell course. me tell me about what that's like teaching kids um, music versus now you're in high school where where people are um, actually like that. It's not their intro to it. They maybe are actually able to play something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. So elementary school is, well, every teaching, every age group is awesome for a different reason. Um, and every teacher will probably tell you something different about why they prefer to be one place or why everybody's great. Um, the elementary kids, uh, when they're brand new, that's sort of, I guess I'd put them in with sort of like me, my beginning band players. It's a really, you get to see a really giant improvement from nothing to a really a good musician mm. quickly, yeah. right from the beginning of fifth grade to the end of fifth grade for band kids, night and day performers, mm -hmm. right? When you get up to those upper levels, that doesn't really happen so much anymore. You're doing a lot more tweaking, Right, you're mm -hmm. sort of getting into the nitty gritty, yeah. and um, you know, moving on to bigger uh, competitions and things, and new opportunities outside of school happens a lot there. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of why I really enjoy where I'm at now in a fifth through twelfth grade situation because I get to I get to do all of it. Yeah. So, so you taught elementary in Aiken. Yes. And then um, how long were you there? And then where did I was there for two years. There? And then I had a stint in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Gotcha. And, okay. Where does, because you're married to uh, Katie. Katie Cope. Cope. Now Gano, yes. Yep. Katie yeah. Cope. And where does she come into this story? Yeah. Um, we she's actually, another one I got to get on. Yes. Which, yes. Yes. She's the executive know, director. She's on, maternity, she's on maternity leave right yes, now. Yes. Just right? coming out of it. Congratulations. Thank by you. The way, thank bringing you so much. life into the world. That's magical, right? <laughs> thank you. Thank you so, so much. So once she gets off, once she gets off maternity leave, she's coming on the show. Todd's coming on the show. Lots well, to look forward to. Yeah. Lots to look forward to here. Mm -hmm. um, so where does she come into the story? You said, mm -hmm. um, well, I was in Robbinsdale. Um, we had, I'd come home for Thanksgiving you guys weren't high school sweethearts. We uh, did like a middle school thing for like three days. Okay, <laughs> you know, it needs to grow up a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. So, middle school so not really. You know those how? It goes. Oh yeah, yeah, very very meaningful, <laughs> impactful yes. relationships. Yeah. Um, but we um, are another one of our classmates, uh, Tom Brinker, uh, invited us out to like the same. We're home for Thanksgiving. Let's all hang out type thing, and we just sort of got to reconnecting and in that moment it was sort of like oh like this might be something so we just sort of 
uh, stayed in contact after that. And Katie was working uh, up in Fargo at the time, and I was in the cities. Um, so then as that sort of got to be more serious, I was looking for jobs closer to Fargo. Um, and West Central sort of came up, which was really close to home for both of us here in Fergus. Um, and Katie had some work from home options there. So we could get close enough to her office to make it work from West Central. And then we could kind of uh, be together and start our life together in Fergus. After so that. when did you guys get married? That was 2018. 2018. Yes. So you did all these like teaching gigs or whatever before mm -hmm. you kind of lived your own single life for yeah. a while. So Aiken to where again? Aiken to Robbinsdale. Robbinsdale. And then from Robbinsdale you, back You were here. teaching, what ages were you teaching in Robbinsdale? Sixth grade through eighth grade orchestra. Orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I've kind of been all over, man. And you're, are you a strings guy or you know enough to teach Yeah, it? I knew enough. Because <laughs> music, music theory is music theory, right? Yes, so yes. So you kind of teach I could get theory. into the musicianship aspect gotcha. of things. Okay. And yeah, I had to do, I had a little bit more homework that year to, okay. <laughs> to okay. really um, be prepared to to help those kids as much as I could that year. Interesting. But, so yeah. then you and Katie kind of had like a long distance sort mm -hmm. of thing. And then you're like, you know what, we need to move closer. And then in 2018, you guys got married. Correct. And were you working for West Central at that time? I was. Yep, yep. Okay, that so was that the, was the job. You got that job yep. and then you guys got married shortly after, after that. That's correct. Okay, yep. okay. And then she was in Fargo still? Yes. Uh, she was working for the Lutheran Social Services up there. Okay. Uh, Otter Cove was not yet a thing. Okay, um, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Well, we'll get into her story there. Yes. But this is all about you in the winter slots. Yes, thank suppose, you. Supposedly. We've well, already a little plug so no people can jump to her episode. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then- you started with West Central area in the position you're in now? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that so you've been doing that for five years? That's right. I just finished my sixth year, if I'm doing my math right. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So how's it been working there? I mean, is that have you been able to take how great Fergus's music program is and kind of help build theirs up a little bit? In in some ways. Um I think I I was I bring some pieces over, I bring some songs over that still have an impact on me this day as an educator. Um, I do, I brought some stuff from Concordia as well. And cause you know, West central is its own place with its own history. And I don't, you know, I want to be respectful of that and I want to grow on that and also, you know, bring what I've learned to it and build on that as much as I can. And I think it's been pretty successful so far. Um, my, uh, my upper level ensemble, my first year only had 30 students in it. And then this year, um, we finished with 43. So, and it's, so it's sort of been a little bit of a little bit of a, at a time as you know, first year was 30 next was 35. Then it was 38. Then it was 42. Then it was COVID took a little step back and then gotcha. <laughs> coming back after that. So, so yeah, I think, um, yeah, huge, huge shout out to Jim Iverson and Denise Weiss and Bob Perrier for, for putting me on the right the right path and yeah absolutely fergus falls music department yeah absolutely Again, yeah. yeah absolutely mm -hmm. um i was I, I actually talked with uh mrs danielson when she was she came into the brewery and 
I got kicked out of choir when I was oh, like, no. <laughs> that was like my only like scent in, in Fergus music world. Sure. And like, we had a good laugh about it cause she was pregnant at the time and oh. it was Harry sour. And I both got mm. kicked out together cause <laughs> we were being bad, you know, like right. we were bad kids. So like, I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. not really surprised in the end, but we had a good laugh about it and she was pregnant. We were bad. And that's just, it's that, not a good, combo. not a good combination. Yeah. Right. So that was my experience in Fergus. Mm music was getting kicked out of choir right but, uh but you guys were always really really fun to listen to the pet Thank bands and, and, and like uh i don't know if you were a part of there was like a like a garage style rock band that played uh two kind of towards the tail end of high school and all that oh yeah stuff. like that mini pep band mini type pep thing? Band i wasn't that yeah, you yeah, were yeah, in yeah. that mm-hmm. okay cool yeah. that was really fun too all that like it music culture made high school a lot of fun for all of us. Mm-hmm. So I, I envy you guys who were a big part of that and growing that culture. And it seems like it's still going strong yes. to this day. So, yes. but let's get into winter sloss here. Cause yes. that's, that's kind of the meat of the, well, we'll see. Maybe your story was the meat of the episode, <laughs> but I, I have a feeling we're going to get into some cool stuff with winter sure. sloss. And I want to hear about your guys' operation and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you meet Todd? When did you meet Todd? Yes. So um, I met Todd in the summer of 2021. Okay. I was uh, I was beer tending at Fergus Brewing Company. Okay. Sort of a. Um, I should have reached out to Andy. Usually, when I do these late yeah. night episodes, I reach out to Andy and get some oh. <laughs> get some beers so I can kind of get a little mix. But sure. I'll for sure get Fergus Brewing beers in next time I do Very some good. evening episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that, and um, our classmate Amanda Lewis came in, who is of course Todd's wife now. Yep. Um, so that's where I met Todd, just sort of through. You know, I got to trying to uh, catch up with Amanda a little bit whenever she came in and Todd was there. And we would just uh, chat a little bit like you do when you're a beer tender. Um, yep. And uh, he'd mention, yeah, I, you know, I play in Confusion, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and he, the drummer for Confusion is actually my wife's cousin. Um, so sort of like a little family connection there. So I, you know, so use that as an excuse to talk to him a little bit more. And so he brought up to me you know, that he's trying to start this new project. Um, at the time it was called the nuggets, you know, just sort of like a placeholder or something, um, you know, looking for somebody to fill in that keyboard role that I had sort of mentioned before. And I said, you know, I haven't played in a garage band for a really, really long time, but I love it and I miss it and I'm in. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) yeah, Um, so we were playing with Derek Scholl on drums back then. Um, great guy, still love him. He's, uh, so he'll still jump in with, uh, with gigs on us every once in a while. Um, and that's really awesome to play with him again. Um, but yeah. And then we sort of, uh, grew from there. We play at the rusty nail in battle Lake pretty gotcha. often. That was sort of our, our hotspot for a bit. So 2021 was when winter. So how yes. did the name change from, you yeah. started out as the nuggets. Yeah. So it kind of started out as the nuggets and we sort of knew that that was going to be a placeholder. Just sort of like we need a name because we want to start playing, um, so we better call ourselves something. And then we sort of went through moments of like, okay, well maybe we'll go this particular. I don't really remember any of them anymore. It's sort of like maybe we'll go this way with it or this way with it, and nothing really stuck. And it just literally at in a moment of what on earth are we going to call ourselves? it was sort of like a random word generator type thing. And we sort of pieced some stuff together and we we're like, winter slots is goofy hmm. and fun. And like, that's sort of what we're trying to do. 
So let's do that because ultimately what we do with the name Winter Sloths is going to be more important than what the name is. Yeah. Right. And so we were sort of stuck on this name and we couldn't go anywhere. Right. Cause like we, we didn't want to jump too much into anything because we weren't solid on what we were called. So right. we didn't want to go too far and then decide down, Oh, this is what our name change is going to be. And then kind of take a really big step back as people go, wait, who is that? Like, I don't, um, so it just sort of, it almost ended up like we were on winter slots when we were like, you know what, we're done trying to figure this out. Gotcha. <laughs> um, because we need to, we need to go, we need to do this. Gotcha. So you mentioned you started out with a drummer and then some, it's basically the, the mainstay members are you and Todd. That's in correct. This thing. So mm -hmm. you guys, and you play bass. He's, he plays guitar and you yes. both, you both, both singers. You yep. both do some singing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of have, had a rotation of drummers throughout the history? Right, yeah. So currently um, we have uh, Chad Halter plays with us pretty often. He plays in, I think his band is called Chasing Tomorrow and Asking for a Friend. So he's in three bands. Dang. And he's also a father. And Todd's has mixed own, up and has in a, a bunch of and, different, Todd's mixed yeah. up with a bunch of different stuff too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also Braden Ashworth has played with us a handful and of times. And he's got his own, he's got his own, isn't he Lonely Lonely Pines? He's in the Lonely Pines and he also yep. plays drums. I think his band is called The Late Night. Gotcha. I think up in Fargo. So he plays drums for you he guys. He does. Gotcha. And he also sings while he plays drums, wow. which is crazy. That is pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's sort of the mainstay. And I think one of the really cool things about what we're doing is um, anytime you come to see us, it's entirely possible that some of our other friends who maybe have come to see us play might want to jump up and do a couple songs with us, right? Okay. So we've done that a couple times with the North Skies, and I know they've yeah. the Danielsons have been on here. Yep. Uh, Darren Quam has played gigs with us. Sweet. So, I mean, we're, yeah, so we're just having a lot of fun kind of yeah. taking advantage of all of Todd's connections and my connections with all this really cool musical community that we're awesome. in. So, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. So how does the... Um, I like to ask this question to bands because it's like, I mean, obviously you guys get paid for gigs. Is there a structure? Like, is there a business structure behind the winter sloths at all? Or do you guys just kind of collect money and then file those taxes individually yes. as you collect money mm -hmm. or yeah, hide so the money? Or yeah. So you sort of, <laughs> yeah, you, no. Um, so you sort of mentioned briefly that Todd owns his own construction business. Yep. Um, business wise, we're like, I'm not a business guy, so I'm going to say the wrong words, mm -hmm. but <laughs> um, we're like a, an LLC of okay. Biederman builds. Okay. So like we, checks we pay get, our taxes. Checks through. get written out through Biederman builds then, and Correct. you're like, you kind of get like to be an employee. Yeah. Or so I'm, like, I'm technically an employee kind of, of Biederman builds. Okay. Yeah. Biederman builds and beats. As yes. Well. There it is. Yes, <laughs> Let's yes, go. Yes. Uh, Let's go. I like it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then, uh, the we talked about branding. Todd's from Battle Lake. You're from mm -hmm. Fergus. That kind of covers business location history. What kind of music do you guys play? Well, we are um, we like to be as unpredictable as possible. We like to do a really big variety. Um, Todd has brought a lot of like the '60s and '70s rock jams from Confusion in sort of mixed with um, sort of like that mid 2000s was really my sweet spot. Um, so we do a lot of the pop punk from that 
era. Sweet. Yeah, um, we have a lot of fun with that. Um, and a sort of, I think when people ask me what band we're most related to, I guess, I say um, the Black Keys mm. is sort of, I think, one of our biggest inspirations. Um, as far we play a lot of their songs on our covers list, and um, they're sort of a, a spot of inf- uh, inspiration for the stuff that we're we're writing as well. Gotcha. So. And then, do you guys uh, do covers, originals, mix? Both. It's Both. Um, currently, it's mostly covers. Gotcha. Um, we have one original that we play pretty often at gigs. It's called Photosynthesize. Um, and we really, we really like that one and we I feel really good it. showing it up. I should have got it queued into my soundboard. Oh, sure. I didn't yeah, do enough, right. I didn't do enough prep <laughs> and research for this. Cause I would have loved to have sent them out with that, but, oh, uh, sure. <laughs> but well, you, they can get that on what Spotify, right. YouTube. Well, we, or? we still need to record that one. We're only okay. playing that one live right now. Okay. It has um, not a studio version yeah, of it. We okay. don't have a studio version yet. Gotcha. So we wouldn't have been able to do that anyway. So there, there gotcha. you go. Um, and then we've got like five or six sort of on the docket. We're like, half done to three quarters done with a whole bunch of uh, other originals as well. Gotcha. Um, so that's sort of our, our next step, right? Um, it's tough now to really focus on that. You know, Todd and I are both, you know, working somewhere else and we both have families and all that. So it's tough to really sit down and get that done when, you know, playing covers is getting us paid. Yeah. Right? That's <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. You know, so that's sort of our, our struggle right now is, um, sort of getting through getting through that and finding and, the time to and do like, what we uh, really want with those originals. You know, covers get people excited. It kind yes. of drives energy. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked I know I talked with the Norse guys about setting different tones and they kind of do a different thing where they don't necessarily mix in a ton of singing. Mm-hmm. You know, they do some yes. set the mood and play these like instrumental covers. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard them play. I really want to want to hear They're them really play, good. but They're incredible. but I I do believe that um when you play music, it's about the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. It's about yep. the people listening. It's yep. about what the people listening and yep. what's going to entertain them and 100%. and what's going to kind of keep the crowd engaged. So I can't tell you how many set lists I've written that we've thrown away because <laughs> we've hit a couple songs on it that just aren't working. Yep. So then it's like, all right, well, this is sort of where these people are at. So now this is out, this is out, this is out, this is in. Mm-hmm. So so we mentioned members and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Instruments, you play bass, he plays guitar. Do you guys, what else do you guys mix into this? Do you change instruments throughout the sets? Sure. So the, um, yeah, so we'll always have a drummer playing with us live. Um, and then the big thing that we add is Todd is also an incredible keyboard player. Okay. Um, so you always have a keyboard set up as well. Yes. So we'll have that set up, uh, sort of depending on what we need. Um, so like when we hit the doors and that sort of thing, Todd will jump over to his, and then you'll pick up a guitar when he goes to the keys or I haven't done that yet, but, um, that's a good idea. It's good. (laughs) It's a good idea. Maybe (laughs) right on, right on. You guys have any, uh, any new people you're playing with, like, or or in the future that you've been jamming with that might come and make appearances on stage anytime soon. Um, not, not on the calendar right now. Okay. Um, but we are certainly always open to that. Gotcha. Yeah. So where do you see the future of this thing going? Are you guys just kind of, obviously you're a full-time teacher, but you Mm -hmm. have your summers open and available. He's probably, stays plenty busy trying to juggle it's the his, reverse almost because yeah, that's when he's, he's most the busy. busiest yeah. gotcha <laughs> gotcha right i'm 
there's no um, no surprise that Todd had something come up, and he's probably going to be a tougher guy to lock down for right. an episode mm-hmm. because with the all the different bands and I mean I think they have kids too, right? Mm-hmm. So there's he's got the family life and he's got the construction business and all that stuff. Yes. So you guys kind of just play when you can. How often do you guys have gigs? Um, in the colder months, once a month. Usually okay. we can find a good indoor spot. Uh, this summer it's been almost every weekend. Wow. Sometimes twice a week. Dang. <laughs> yeah. We live in a really great spot. Yeah. Um, and we, we don't really have to travel too far though. We would love to, mm-hmm. um, and we're certainly open to that, but, um, just the lakes area and Fargo Moorhead, uh, keep us busy yeah, just, just in our little, in our little area. So, so maybe somewhere in the future you, you like, uh, maybe give, give the kids, to the wives and you guys go on some like yes. blue red roses, Montana tour type <laughs> yes. thing. <laughs> yes. Huge shout out to our wives for, for helping out with those kids when right. we're trying to right. be rock stars. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, what do you enjoy playing the most? I mean, you, you, you kind of mentioned, uh, that a little bit, but what do you, what do you like about your band the most? What songs do you guys appreciate yeah. doing the most? Um, yeah, for me, it's the, it's that, that sweet spot right there in the mid two thousands for me, the nineties and two thousands, uh, covers is really great. Um, but I think what, what feels the best is certainly just that our, our original song when we perform it and people are feeling really good about it, um, to sort of see the reactions from people, reacting positively to something that we have created, I think is, is the best, is the best feeling that you can feel on stage. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want people to, you want to write good original music and get people excited about Mm -hmm. that. So I think this episode is going to come out July 24th. If I have my schedule correct, I might, it might be a different date, but I believe it's going to be July 24th. Excellent. You guys have, um, gigs schedule do you want to talk about upcoming gigs sure at all? and so, you can fill in i mean we can talk about the ones you might have in the next couple weeks here sure too. um yeah so if it does come out on the 24th like you said um we would have just played um the wananga days street dance outside the rusty nail in battle lake and we we're doing uh the doe for joe fundraiser that uh motorcycle rally sweet. fundraiser sweet and then this weekend is the rock out with your dock out on a on Wall Lake. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So is that like, are you guys playing on shore or on a, we're on a dock, man. Okay. And I'm nervous about falling in with all of my stuff. Yeah. But I guess <laughs> Todd's done it a lot and he tells me it's fine. Okay. So okay. I'm putting all, I'm putting all my faith in, in that. Gotcha. Um, but then coming up after that, uh, the Flecka Fest street dance in Elbow Lake yeah. is going to be a big one. We did that Sweet. one last year and it was a lot of fun. Sweet. I love street dances. They're, they're yeah. really, really great. And then we're doing, uh, Operation Zero, which is another uh, motorcycle rally fundraiser out in Wapaton. Okay. Um, working towards raising money for uh, veteran affairs and Sweet. reducing veteran suicide. Um, so we're really excited to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, in town, Fergus Brewing's Oktoberfest is us. Okay. So that, that one I'm really excited about. Sweet. Um, I, you know, I told you I, I worked there for a little yep, bit. Yep, and yep. So I, I, love supporting Fergus Brewing. However yeah, can, absolutely, so. absolutely. And then we're at the Rusty Nail all the time. That's sort of our gotcha. 
our home base. And then potentially it sounds like maybe a gig at Outstate coming up later in the fall. Yes. That was the one I missed. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. We're there in August. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll be there as well. Sweet. Sweet. So there's no shortage of opportunities to hear you guys play. Correct. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. And that I do as best I can to stay updated on www.thewinnersloth.com. Okay, you do. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. that's that's. That, yeah, we're we probably going to get to do that later. No, yeah, but yeah. But but I was going to ask about that. So that's there's a tour calendar on that Correct. as well. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 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 Yeah, and there's a couple of our uh, our videos on there, so you can get Sweet. a little sample of Sweet. what we sound like. Do you guys have any studio music out there at all, or any recording? You've sat down and done any of that? Um, not of our original music. Okay. I we do have a couple of videos up on YouTube. Um of some of the covers that we do. Gotcha. Um, so that'll give you a pretty good, a pretty good sense of, of what we're about. Gotcha. Um, I think we have, yeah, two that we recorded in, uh, in our practice space and one live that we did up at Dempsey's in, in Fargo. Sweet. So a little awesome. bit, a little bit of everything. So awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about with the band or your personal background at all before we get into some mistakes and advice? Um, you know, I don't think so. It's just, uh, you know, the winter sloths were on Facebook, Instagram, and, and YouTube and our, and our website cool. there. If you're at all interested in, in what I'm talking about, that's sort of the, uh, place to check it out. Cool. So, cool. Yeah. Awesome. How about then biggest mistake you've made, whether it be with the band teaching personal life, anything that comes to mind? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to maybe kind of tie these two points yep. together. If yep. that's okay. Mistakes so you have and advice. Best, yeah. Let's mistakes do it. Yep. And advice Let's tie, yep. However you want to do um, it. Yeah. So one of the things I have always struggled with the most as a musician is sort of this, uh, uh, imposter syndrome. Um, I think that particularly became something that I really thought about when I got to Concordia. Cause I think going through Fergus, which was a really awesome time. I was, I don't mean to talk too highly of myself here, but um, I was sort of, you know, I was winning awards for band stuff in high school and it was really incredible. And then I went to Concordia and I was with all of the kids who did those things at their schools. And then suddenly it became, um, you know, this moment of, okay, so why would anybody want to hear what I have to play when there's all these other incredible people around me? Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think there's been many times where I've sort of let that take opportunities away from me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess my, that sort of ties into the best advice thing, I guess, is that um, the the best thing I can, I can say to anybody who feels that way about, you know, whether it's music or starting your own business is, you know, just read about imposter syndrome because I feel like you could have an entire episode dedicated to the psychology of how imposter syndrome works and, you know, the different levels and where that might come from for you. Um, so I encourage anybody who feels this way about starting anything or writing music or, or whatever to really sort of dive into that and just see sort of where you might fall on this scale and how you can really address those things. Um, I ended up really lucky being in a band with a guy like Todd, who is incredibly supportive of me. You know, I always sang, but I was never like, I never really felt like a singer right until, um, you know, we took on a couple covers where Todd was like, no, this one's yours. You're doing it. Mm. It's like, are you kidding me? 
yeah. <laughs> no, you're incredible. You do it. But then, you know, I, I stepped up and, and it, um, it, you know, broke down some barriers for me and, uh, that sort of tying together with, you know, sort of learning about where my, that imposter syndrome came from for me was incredibly helpful. Yeah, so. there was, I know, um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the episode I did with Johnny Phil. He's a mindset coach. Okay. I actually, um, I had him on, shoot, it's many, many, many episodes ago now, sure. but he, he, that's what like he does. I mean, he yeah. coaches people through, I hired him as a mindset coach after sort of a little bit. And so, okay. I mean, it's a man, let me tell you, when you're willing to hire somebody like that to dig into your mind and do, <laughs> our our conversations have gone in all different kinds of directions. We haven't talked too much about imposter syndrome, but mm-hmm. it, it it cripples people, man. Yes. And and it and it circles back to to confidence. And mm-hmm. it circles back to believing in yourself and believing that your individualism is worth contributing to the greater world. Correct. You know, and, and that you is. do have something special. You mm-hmm. do have something that's unique to the world that uh, that nobody else has to offer the world because you're you. Yep. You know, so your experiences absolutely. Is so if you guys want to, if you guys want to learn, if you haven't listened to the um, Southwestern Consulting episode with Johnny Phil, that one's worth going back and listening to. As far as like all that, those mindset mm-hmm. tricks. Uh, if you guys ever wanted someone to talk to about that imposter syndrome mindset stuff, I would point you towards Johnny. He's a great guy to talk to about all that stuff, but um, people figure that stuff out in their different, in their own different ways and their own different timelines. So I'm glad that you worked that into your, into your advice. That's pretty awesome. So the way that people can get a hold of you is then is wintersloss.com. That's right. Um, So it's the winter sloss on uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can direct message us there. We also have uh, the winter sloss uh, at gmail.com. Uh, that'll put you uh, right into our inbox. So um, we do, uh, we play events at businesses. We've done private parties. We do, we're going to play on a dock in the middle of a lake here <laughs> this weekend. So um, we're flexible. We're we're ready. We love performing. And You have done we'll weddings do. or anything like that yet? Or we not? haven't done that one okay. yet, um, but um, we we can. You're open so to it. We're You're open, open to it. it all. Fully open sweet, to it. Sweet, sweet. So, Check out wintersloss.com. Check them out on Facebook. You know, look up those tour dates that that uh, Nick mentioned here and get it get out and see these guys. I'm excited. To, I haven't heard you guys play yet, so I'm excited to hear you guys play at some point well, as thank well. You, man. I'll, I'll be sure to excited be to sure to make. I'll be sure to make an appearance and watch it. Amazing. Um, thank you again for doing this, man. Thank Thanks. you, dude. Yeah, this yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was nervous coming in here. Here's that imposter syndrome thing yeah. again. Yeah, I can't go on a podcast by myself. I've never done it. Yeah. No, it was sure. good. I'm, it was glad, I got, I'm yeah. glad I got to talk to you one-on-one. Yeah. And now I have another episode in the pipeline hey, with Todd, that, which we ha- will have a lot to talk about. So yes, yeah, yes, you will. looking forward to it. How's that common cream treat? Oh, you? it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. After you encouraged me to drink it, I've been drinking. This it. pond awesome. hockey porter is absolutely delicious. I, I can't say enough about how good this <laughs> beer is. I don't drink these enough. Usually I'm a IPA kind of guy, but this, this uh, pond hockey porter is absolutely delicious. So Anyways, anything else you want to add here on the way out? No, I think that's it, man. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, this of course. Awesome. Of course. Well, I want to say thank you to my sponsors, Stumbinos, Swan Lake, Elevate, Victor Lundin's company, Hotel 8, Fresh and Fancy, soon to be associated possibly with the Chamber of Commerce. We were talking to those guys, and it sounds like there's some there's some there's something in the works there. So I'm really excited for the future of all this. 
If you guys want to get a hold of me, ffbspodcast at gmail.com is the way to do it. Have a good one.